With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Not what course others may take, but as for me, give me mojo or give me death. Mojo 5 I have a dream. One day. Black men thinking. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. Black men thinking. Anytime you throw your weight behind a political party that controls two-thirds of the government and that party can't the promise that it made to you during election time and you are dumb enough to walk around continuing to identify yourself with that party you're not only a chump but you're a traitor to your race black men thinking if we lose freedom here there's no place to escape to this is the last stand on earth and this idea that government is beholden to the people that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. Black men thinking, 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 thinking. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Black men thinking, thinking, thinking. Stanley Levy, Black Man Thinking, here on the vanguard of personal freedom, personal liberty, and personal responsibility, Mojo 5.0 Radio. Very happy to be with you. Well, let's start with um, what I'll call uh, Einstein's theory of elections. And that kind of goes along with the uh, Einstein theory, not of relativity, but of insanity. Folks still believe in elections in the United States, bless their hearts. Um, I did tell you what would likely occur in the California recall. And I based that on knowing Californians as I do. I live in California. Uh, I live in Southern California, so I'm in the hotbed of the foolishness. But, (laughs) yeah. The other thing is, um, I told you. The Dominion voting system, which has been implicated in in the fraudulent vote counting 
in multiple states and is used in somewhere between 28 and 30 states here in the United States is also used in 40 of California's 58 counties. There was never a doubt that the recall would fail, not because of the voters, because let's remember what uh, the quote attributed to Joseph Stalin. It only matters that the people know there is an election. Those who cast the ballots determine nothing. Those who count the ballots determine everything. When Dominion voting systems tabulate the vote, the result is expected and um, actually preordained. But that is kind of what was known going in. I told you it was going to occur. So Newsom was not recalled. The interesting thing about this is because of the rules in California on a recall election, a recall last occurred in 2003 where Democrat Gray Davis was successfully recalled in favor of um, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But the interesting thing about the California situation is Gavin Newsom did not defeat an opponent. He defeated the people because it was a vote on whether or not he would be recalled. The first thing is, do you want this guy? And that's a matter of Gavin Newsom going uh, against the people. No, the the state of California does not want Gavin, Gavin Newsom. So the whole thing about who he prevailed against, people talk about, oh, Larry Elder, Larry, Larry Elder didn't even matter. Jesus of Nazareth could have been on the ballot. It would not have mattered because the competition was not with who would replace him. The competition was with who was with whether he would be replaced. Hard to argue with that because now you're arguing against all the millions who voted. They're nameless. They're faceless. They don't matter. So he actually prevailed not over an opponent. He prevailed over the people's will. It was the people's will that there even be a recall election. So to basically say we're not going to have a recall, well, okay, we see what happened. So the people ha- the people say has been muted. This has happened in California um, uh, increasingly of, of late. You might remember Proposition 8 in California, which uh, outlawed um, same-sex marriage, actually was to change the Constitution of California to prohibit same-sex marriage. Uh, that passed. That passed. And of course, then you had the courts come back and say, bump what y'all voted for, we're going to do something different. And it was a homosexual judge who came to that conclusion, and no one checked him. One person just basically told one-sixth of the U.S. population how to run their affairs in spite of what they said. And now we have it again. The pundits are trying to tell you, well, uh, California is much more Democrat than it used to be. No, it's not. It's much more crooked, and government is much more corrupt than it used to be. And this election is no exception. The California election uh, was corrupt. We have the reports Republican voters turned away after being told they had already voted. How does that happen? Didn't hear any. Didn't hear that uh, from many, if any, Democrats who vote, who uh, went to the polls. Democrats don't go to the polls anymore. Maybe you haven't heard that. Democrats do not darken polling places uh, or the doors thereof. They simply drop their ballots off with somebody in some location, do it online, or just stick it in the mail, or something like that. 
And of course, mail-in ballots and early voting was heavily utilized. Now, both are fraud avenues. You know, mail-in ballots are are things that are generally frowned upon uh, in quote-unquote democratic-style governments. Even even the ones that are socialist in their leaning, like France, they said, "No, we're not doing this because that because we're just you're just asking for fraud. We know it's fraudulent." But of course, it's on the rise here in America. Isn't that interesting? And the the whole idea of early voting that is another avenue of fraud. What do I do with these quote unquote votes that get te- that get sent in early? Are they really voting early, or is someone simply? printing ballots and storing them. That's kind of what you saw in 2018 in, um, in Florida, where the good witch Dr. Brenda Snipes was stashing votes all over Broward County trying to get the homosexual uh, family man, uh, Gillum, elected governor. Fortunately, it was not successful. Can you imagine what Florida would, would be if, if Andrew Gillum, with his... Uh, propensity to frequent male prostitutes had become governor? Wow. Um, <laughs> nevertheless, this is, this is where we are. And when I say there was corruption, you know, I said mail-in ballots, uh, early voting, and you're talking about this is fraud, this is hiding behind a convenience or equality facade. There's there's no, there's nothing bad about voting in America anymore, except for the fact that it is fraudulent. The idea that someone can vote, needs to vote, there's no issues there. But this also includes ballots provided to illegal immigrants in California and to residents who'd already fled the state. People in far away as Virginia were opening up their mail and finding mail-in ballots uh, for them to return to the state of California. Please explain to me why anyone in California would not check to see whether or not they're sending a ballot to somebody who's even in the state. Well, maybe they're absentee. Uh, really? And how did you verify that? Because this person wasn't looking for a ballot. And they got a ballot. They, they, they were happily out of California. And there are other examples as well. This gets good. Um, the interesting thing that we have to do is, first of all, let's deal with the um, issue of, of um, voter and election fraud. It is more rampant in the United States than ants at a picnic. All you have to do is do an internet, internet search. Just don't use Google. Google's reserve, results are not good. Uh, I would recommend something like DuckDuckGo. Uh, Bing is even better than Google as far as getting more comprehensive results. Uh, Google is very filtered as to what it will provide. Very manipulative. There's there's a lot of censorship on Google. It's not. It's just that there's certain information they just will not let you see if you ask for it. Particularly political information or governmental information. It's not going to show up. So do that. And also start recalling that the 1960 elections, because this goes way back, which puts JFK in the White House, that was rigged in Illinois and in Texas, where Lyndon Baines Johnson hailed from. That was known by Nixon. He said, well, I just don't want to put the nation through. Put the nation through what? You just come through eight years of a very 
successful and, you know, moderate Republican presidency with Dwight Eisenhower, you'd even gone out and built the, uh, or at least started, the interstate freeway system. And he's, you're like, well, we don't want to risk tearing the country apart. He wouldn't have torn the country apart. That wasn't even an issue. But he thought it was. If you th- And the thing is, and of course, Chicago had been dirty for a long time because the, the cheating in Illinois, you can't cheat in Illinois without cheating in Chicago. All roads and voter fraud lead through Chicago somehow. Uh, at least in national elections, particularly, and in state elections in, in Illinois. Um, that's just the way it goes. So we are <laughs> remembering that. Also, you know, you need to recall, anybody remember ACORN, that Obama uh, outfit, or at least he had been with them for a time? Um, they were a voter fraud factory. If you look up ACORN and voter fraud on an internet search not using Google, you will be amazed at the number of um, allegations, convictions, and the numbers. They were in almost every state of the union doing fraudulent election stuff, particularly with voter registration. Now, here are the problems with voter fraud. Um... First of all, no one who runs elections in this country cares about election integrity. You hear a lot of people online, you hear a lot, you hear, well, you know, uh, politicians saying we need to do this, that, but they never do anything. And more to the point, they do nothing once the fraud is brought to their attention. They don't care. There are no consequences for voter or election fraud. The penalties are minor. When, when was the last time results were decertified when they found election fraud? The interesting thing about this is, well, there has to be a threshold. Excuse me. Why should there be any fraud in an election? Why should that be allowed? If one person is disenfranchised, is that supposed to be okay? Because it's not okay when they cry about voter ID. Well, one black person who's 90 years old, and of course they never voted before, and one thing about voting now, but they may want to vote, and if they can't vote, then this is a terrible tragedy. Okay, so what do you do with the Republicans in California who show up to vote, and we're told, well, you've already voted. So who made that decision? When I say who made that decision, who said they had already voted? And two... What's on the ballot that they that they didn't even get to present? I find that interesting. But when our results for fraudulent elections ever decertified, they're still we're still waiting on the um, <laughs> Arizona audit. I'm laughing not because I don't not because I think it's funny. What I think is it's laughable that the American people are going for this okie doke. We know the election in 2020 was rampant with fraud. No, nobody believes uh, Joe Biden won. Joe Biden did not win. But they used the Dominion voting system in all these states where there are issues. Plus, you have the other things that you saw. You saw what happened in Georgia. You heard about what happened in Pennsylvania. Um, not People not being allowed to... Uh, to observe the vote count, um, ballots being trucked in from New York State, all kinds of things. 
results are not decertified. The other thing is, there is no reckon. There is there is no reckoning for the people because even if the even if people know the results are bad, the so-called winners are allowed to serve. And all the all the misrepresentation that you're getting, where is the where is this corrected for the voters, for the citizens? It's not. It's just not. We just act like it didn't occur. So that's one of the <laughs> that's two of the problems. No one cares about election integrity. There are no consequences for voter fraud. Here's another problem. Voter rolls are maintained. Why? They're not needed. I don't need voter rolls to be maintained. What what are you saying? People should register to vote for every election. There should not be any voter rolls that we consult. There should simply be here the criteria for you to vote in this election. If you want to vote if you want to vote and you meet these criteria, register. Yeah, you can utilize technology, you're still gonna have fraud because anytime you use technology there will be fraud. Uh, I don't know why people don't understand that, but Anything you want to do with this does not need a voter roll. The voter roll should be be built up for every election. Then guess what? If you don't have voter rolls, previous voter rolls, you're not going to how are you going to mail stuff out because you don't have a roll. You don't nobody's on the rolls. And if anything does get mailed out and there's not a valid record of someone requesting it, well, then we know where the fraud is coming from because a lot of the fraud that you see in elections is coming from the government, not from individuals outside the government, from government, from people inside the government. Who do you think is printing and mailing out these ballots? My goodness. And I say they're not needed. People should register to vote for every election. If they cannot be bothered to register, then their fellow citizens should not be bothered with their input. This is supposed to be important, right? Then how come you can't show up? Take the time to tell people who you are, verify your identity, verify your residency. I don't care whether you're, I don't care about your party affiliation, that doesn't matter. I just, oh yeah. Verify that you actually have a legal right to vote, that you're actually a citizen of this uh, country. That would be interesting to see how many people, how many votes uh, show up or go away if you start requiring people to demonstrate citizenship. Citizenship. Now remember, it is the Democrat Party who wants to continue to uh, make American elections less American by having people who are not Americans vote. Well, they're Americans by, by, by residency. Really? Well, does that mean that, that, that I'm a fish if I, sit in, if I sit in the ocean for a minute? Is that, is that all it takes, just to be someplace and now you're just a member of the group? How does that work? And how is it that the American people are tolerating non-citizens voting and allowing their ballots, if they are actually being prepared by illegals, some are, some are being prepared by Democrats who are using illegals. How is that allowed by the American people? All roads lead back to, why do you allow this again? 
And if you were to get rid of voter rolls, you have no many. You have no idea how many of the problems would go away because now you're only dealing with people who you can valid who who demonstrate according to preset criteria that everybody can argue about up front that these are the people who are allowed to vote in this election. It's just a matter whether or not they choose to do so. Because just because you choose just because you're eligible to vote or even register to vote doesn't mean that you will. But that's just a chance you take. Here's another problem. Why is there no longer an election day? Don't you remember there used to be, you know, in my lifetime, now of course the, the longer this goes on, um, people who've just started voting in the last few years, they're losing the concept of election day. Once you have, well, we have to have early voting, and then we have to have voting up until this particular time, and then votes don't have, votes can be counted later. There's not an election day anymore. There's an election season. It's, it used to be digital. On this day, the people of this jurisdiction will make a decision regarding different offices, different, different issues uh, in how they are going to be governed. That ain't the case no more. Now it's, well, you know, we have the early voting returns. And as soon as that happens, you, you will have noticed that's when the pundits get in and the spin starts and all the, well, you know, we've had so many of these votes coming back in and um, that would favor this party or this candidate. All of this is electioneering in the public forum, in the public space, designed to influence the result. Well, you know, we have um, a big voting count coming in, uh, you know, uh, most of the votes coming in uh, by absentee ballot and coming in by mail-in voting are favoring the Democrats. Uh, and what is that supposed to do? Why, why do you need to know that? You wouldn't know that if you didn't have early voting. And there's no need for early voting. Well, some people can't make it on election day. Then bump them. I mean, let's not act like you do not have months or years notice. If it is a, an election for federal office, you have a minimum of two years notice from the last election to the next election. And you know when a, an election for federal office will occur. It's going to occur in even numbered years in the month of November on the first Tuesday following a Sunday. That's how it works. It's been that way for two hundred years. If you can't figure out how to get that on your calendar, in your phone book, uh, in your email, in whatever you use, then why do I want you to vote if you're that stupid? I don't. That's just me. But I've told you about the problems. Let me give you some real simple solutions. Let's go back to one. No durable voter registration. No voter rolls. If we're going to have an election, you tell people when the election is going to be, if they don't already know. You publish the criteria for being able to vote well in advance of the election, and you let the people register. Have at it. And whoever registers by the deadline can vote in the election. Even if you're going to keep mail-in balloting, which is fraudulent, 
at least the only people who could get a mail-in ballot or an absentee ballot or whatever you want to say are those who have registered for that election. We're not grandfathering people in. That would be a solution. No early voting or days of voting. You vote on election day. That's it. That's all you got to do. Unless you're military or someone who is being forced to not be in, be in the jurisdiction when the voting is to occur on, on election day. If you're there on election day, then you should vote on that day. Period. And if you choose not to be of your own volition, well, I had to go on vacation. Okay, fine. You don't want to vote. Move on. What about this one? Here's a big one. Um, why is the government counting ballots? You do realize that the fraud that we have in elections comes from the government officials who are overseeing the elections. Why are you letting the foxes guard the hen house? Why is this being why is this being tabulated by government? Bring in bring in an accounting firm. Bring in somebody bring in some independent organization not beholding, hopefully, to any particular candidate and have them count the ballots. Well, we don't know how that would turn out. Well, i tell you, we know how it's turning out right now, and that's not good. Of course, the even simpler uh, solution to the election insanity that we keep going through is to abolish the current system. Now, I'm going to say this, I'll get in trouble. A feminine mind will not do this. They're too busy about trying to figure out how we can have unity. There is no unity right now. It's of unity and tyranny. Nor will those who are wedded to comfort do this. Well, we just have to find a way to work together. No, we're not going to work together. Unity is not required. Because we've forgotten that freedom is hard. It is a blood sport, not a paper chase. And because we are chasing paper, we continue to prove that we have election insanity. Stan A.D.B. Black Man thinking we'll be back right after this. Doc Townsend for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. The Daily Mojo with Brad Staggs. My suggestion was why not create another category? So you have men, you have women, then you have transgender men and transgender women. And so, I mean, why not create their own unique category so we are comparing apples to apples and coconuts to coconuts? Because their whole entire shtick for the transgender community is, no, these are women. Despite the fact that they have XY chromosomes and, you know, a giant hog swinging between their legs, they are women. (laughs) Here, I'll get it. Wow. Wow. Um, Giant hog. Giant hog. Never heard it quite described that way. That's great. I see you've seen Ron naked too. Uh, It's uh, weekdays, 8 Eastern, Mojo 5 0.
Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them, and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org, m25m.org. some nearly two and a half centuries ago you don't have a clue of what's going on you're missing it elections will not save you they cannot you have watched them take your will and throw it up against the wall stomp on it and toss it aside if you're still thinking that that's the way to go then there's really no hope for you let's move on to another topic um Constitution, smonstitution. Uh, who gives a rest behind about the Constitution? And I know that kind of gets certain people, the hackles, uh, their hackles get up when you say that. But the Constitution is being shredded right in front of you. And the only thing you're doing is being unhappy about it. Um, as though that's going to stop those who would destroy the Constitution and what it stands for and the nation and the structures and the institutions which adherence to the Constitution sustains, your anger is going to protect all that. Did it keep any of the statues up? Oh, no. What did it say? What did your anger, what did your righteous indignation do? Absolutely nothing. Um, But why is the Constitution being shredded? Well, because it is no longer a viable document for the nation. As our prevailing idea ideologies currently stand. John Adams wrote, um, our constitution was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. And there's the problem. The American people have abandoned God, have abandoned morality to the point that the document that governs moral and religious people is all but immaterial. Let me help you out with something. The Constitution was not made for homosexuals. Let me be clear about that. They are immoral. That does not mean they cannot abide under the Constitution, but it was not made to govern a nation that is given over to homosexuality as ours is becoming. You can't get to the point where you walk away from some basic truths. You can't have a nation governed by a constitution that recognizes abortion as some type of right. Killing people in the womb is not something that any moral or religious people would tolerate and the idea that people who support abortion would present themselves as either moral or religious is laughable it's laughable 
and you wonder why the Constitution is not working. There is the document. The document doesn't change people. What Adams was actually telling you is that we understood the people that we had when we when this undertaking to create a constitution um, came about. Well, you're trying to say uh, they were they were moral and religious people. Yes, they were. Were they a perfect people? No. Were they even a good people? Debatable. But they were moral and religious. Well, they were. They, they had slavery then. Man, miss me with your majoring in the minors. That was not a significant issue in the overall. Let me say this clear because people get wrapped around the axle with slavery. Slavery didn't begin in the United States. But slavery was ended in the United States and, and, and it was done with extreme prejudice. Slavery is not something that is, that is unique to the United States. But the way it was terminated here is quite unique. Because those who were not slaves rose up and ended slavery. I don't remember where that happened anywhere else. So miss me with that. And it was a moral and religious people who took up the banner and said, we will not continue to have this. And no, they were not black. As many, if not, you know, most of overwhelming majority of uh, slaves in this country were black, but it wasn't, it wasn't blacks who got, who got rid of slavery and killed people to do so. Moving back. You have to have a moral and religious people in order for the Constitution that was written in 1787 to work. Here's one of the problems, though. Belief in God in this country is um, at a low point. What do I mean when I say that? Latest cultural research has revealed a razor-thin majority, 51%, of Americans believe in a biblical view of God, excuse me, you have separated God from the Bible, then what do you have? Then you have a God of your own making. Well, the Bible is written by me. I hear all that stuff. If you don't understand that God moved men to write what was written and men did not move themselves to invent a God, then there's really no help for you. You're lost, and pretty much irretrievably, irretrievably so. 51% of Americans believe in a biblical view of God, down from 73% 30 years ago. So, in short, Americans are redefining and rejecting God, and you wonder why your nation's in trouble. You wonder why your constitution is no longer adequate protection. Going on here, um, according to the latest release of findings from the American Worldview Inventory 2020 by Dr. George Barna, Director of Research for the Cultural Research Center, some of the largest drops in belief in a biblical description of God in the past 30 years are among the youngest Americans, aged uh, 18 to 29, down 26 points, 
oldest Americans uh, born before 1946 down 25 points and women why am I not surprised down 25 points in a shocking discovery the largest drop was among those attending Pentecostal or charismatic Protestant churches down 27 points the Pentecostals the Apostolics the oneness people their drop is as is more than anyone else's. America is no longer a nation that has its faith. Well, 51, 51%, if that number is accurate, 51% is not going to get it done. It's just not. And that's why we're where we are right now, because the numbers are so low. And you say, well, you know, we're, we're still a moral people. No, you're not. The immorality um, that we have in this country regarding issues um, on marriage and divorce, divorce is very acceptable. Marriage is, is almost voided. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. I mean, for example, uh, we celebrate relationships like that between Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell, who've been together for nearly four decades or somewhere around, around four decades without the benefit of a marriage license. See, they're not married. And my response to you is you obviously don't understand what a marriage is. You think a marriage is a piece of paper uh, issued by the state. I don't know anybody more married than Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. I don't care what they call it. As Shakespeare wrote, a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. A, a, committed, a committed and monogamous, as far as I know, relationship between two people of the opposite sex which, which endures and produces children uh, sounds like a marriage to me. I don't care what, I don't care what they call it. I don't care what you call it. But we actually go to the point of going in the opposite direction, trying to say, "Well, marriage is not this. You know, you know, we, we need to do. We need to update our thinking." It's. Um, I saw a meme uh, recently that said, "You know, the church needs to get with the times," which is the same statement that uh, tyrants have been making for two thousand years. The church is the times. The Christian church, not your local congregation, not the Catholics. Not the Presbyterians. No, no. The Christian church is the times. The problem is people have a problem with the Christian church. So marriage and divorce is an issue. Illegitimacy and abortion, particularly in the black community in the, in the, uh, in the United States. American blacks, 77% of their children are born out of wedlock. They have the highest abortion rate. The, their, their abortion rate among blacks in America is three times that of whites. And I think um, at least 150% that of Latinos. It's ridiculous. And that leadership, if you would, by the black community is drawing along the rest of the nation as you are seeing illegitimacy and abortion rise across the um, demographics, the different demographics, racial and ethnic, etc. 
There's no, talk about, can you get any more irreligious and immoral than propagating bastards and killing children in the womb? It doesn't get any worse than that. How about this? Respect for and following the rule of law. That's gone down. Oh, we got all these police shootings. You don't have all these police shootings. What you have is a bunch of publication of the few police shootings that are occurring with the emphasis on trying to delegitimize following the law. Well, nobody should die because they resisted arrest. Do you understand what the law says about resisting arrest? And if you understood the law, had respect for the law, and would follow it, why are you resisting arrest? Why can't they just come up to you and say, we have a problem, we need to go take care of this, and you go in, well, yeah, but, but they, they, they're racist. They, they. I said, really? No, you're stupid. Well, it's not just black people. Guess what? There are stupid non-blacks. If you are resisting arrest, unless you intend to go full Rambo, which will definitely get you killed, you're an idiot. You're not going to win. And you have no confidence in the legal system. I don't, I don't trust the legal system. Can I ask you a question? If you can't trust the legal system, please explain to me why society should trust you. Do you have an answer for that? And how about an acknowledgement and acceptance of basic truths? Here's another area of tremendous immorality in America. I think if, if, if the uh, information I have is correct, only 3 to 4% of Americans or people living in America are homosexual. But now we have a community that just seems to try to take over the alphabet. L-G-B-T-Q-M-O-U-S-E-X-Y-Z, whatever. That is trying to deny basic truths. Homosexuality is wrong. It is wrong. It is immoral. You can do it if you want to. Lying is wrong. Lying is immoral. Guess what? Folks do that as well. But trying to tell somebody that your immoral and actually perverted behavior is to be accepted and normalized, that's a special kind of immorality. Ah, there's 57 genders. Look, this is not Heinz. This is not the Heinz company. We don't have 57 varieties of human beings. We got two. And that's, that's just basic. That hasn't changed. Well, how can you say that? Well, God made them male and female. Well, you know, God, I see that goes back to us. First thing, you have a problem with God. I can't help you with that. But just because you have a problem with God doesn't mean that what he said isn't true. It's been true. It's intuitively obvious to the casual observer which seems to, for whatever reason, leave you out. What about the tolerance and fo of, of foolish and evil people? The fact that Joe Biden remains president when he is foolish, his mind is addled for one reason or another, and the things that he is doing and promoting are evil. What he did to Americans and Afghan um, allies 
in that country of Afghanistan, the way he withdrew and how he did that, that was evil. What he's doing to the American nation at the southern border and ongoing, that is evil. But the tolerance of it is even more evil, and the American people are tolerating it. The people in the border states, they should be calling out their own... Um, they should be calling out their own military because they do have military units in all the, all the, um, all the uh, states, you know, the, the National Guard or whatever you want to call them. They should call, they should be having those people out and doing what the federal government will not. They should. But they would rather tolerate this and say, well, the federal government needs to do their job. Really? And while they don't, you're willing to have these their, their lack of doing their job wreak havoc upon you, your family, your neighbors, because you think they just need to wake up and do the right thing. Really? So who is, who is more foolish and more evil? Joe Biden for doing it or you for knowing what he's doing and putting up with it? Got to ask yourself the question. Now, all of this kind of harkens back because what we said, basically, the Constitution is broken down because it requires a people to be a certain way. The Constitution doesn't make people that way. It basically says, if I have a moral and religious people, I can take this particular framework for how to have a government and put it in place and they will be able to live well, perhaps even thrive. It's not about the document. The breakdown is in the people. And this harkens back to the argument made in Hebrews chapter 8 regarding the putting aside of the law. Hebrews 8 and 7. For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been found or sought for the second for finding fault with them them meaning the people he saith behold the days come saith the Lord when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah not according to the covenant that I had made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt because they continued not in my covenant and I regarded them not saith the Lord for this covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. The problem is not with the Constitution. The problem is you don't regard it. You don't abide by it. And when others decide not to abide by it to your detriment you don't hold them accountable you don't do anything except hope that they'll do better well let's just pray for our leaders wow if that if, if that approach actually worked I guess we'd still I, I guess we'd still be saving God save the queen as the national anthem I guess if pray for them worked, maybe we would we, we maybe we would be uh, still saying you know people still saying Heil Hitler. I don't know. 
or perhaps we would be speaking Japanese. We would have lost the war in the Pacific. We would have just succumbed to them because we were praying for our leaders to do the right thing. It doesn't work that way. Morality and religion requires a fierceness regarding the resolve of principles and of standards that is totally lacking in America right now. If you go back and look at Hebrews, you say there was nothing wrong with the law, similar. There's nothing wrong with the Constitution. However, if the law, if that first covenant would not be kept, then it served no purpose and warranted replacement. Similarly, if the Constitution is not going to be something by which we abide and we demand that people abide by it, then of what value is the document? If you're not going to do it, then get rid of that and find one that you will do, that you will abide by, that you will uphold. Which brings us to a very interesting question. Um, is there any other quote-unquote constitution that would govern America as she currently stands? The answer is, uh, you know, pretty unlikely. Because the name, or excuse me, not name, the aim of the nation's foreign and domestic enemies is to make America ungovernable. That's why you're having uh, police being defunded and disrespected. That's why crimes are going on and being ignored. That's why criminals like uh, George Floyd and um, uh, Breonna Taylor are put forward as martyrs. That is why schools indoctrinate children rather than educate children. Because when you start putting all these things together, you got to ask yourself, well, if this is, the, if this is what we're going to have in America, how can you actually govern a country that acts this way? How can you do it? Because you want, they want America to become ungovernable, that is why elections have preordained and un-American outcomes. Also, because of this, Governments at all levels, state, federal, city, whatever you want to say it, they are become they have become unaccountable to the people. Remember, the whole purpose of America is or one of the self-evident truths of America is that governments exist by the consent of the governed, which means that government government must be accountable to the governed. They must be accountable to the citizens. They're no longer accountable to the citizens. People are doing what they want to. Man, all these mandates that come up where people are saying, we don't need this. Well, this is for your safety. The first rule of tyranny is tyrants want you safe. They want you safe. They don't want you to do anything that they don't, that they don't think you should do. Your quality of life is unimportant to a tyrant. 
the fact that you have a life because guess what it's very difficult to govern the dead we can do anything we want with the lot with people who are alive we can do anything we want with their children we just can't do anything with dead people so we definitely want to keep you alive wow so that's what we're looking at so with self-government declining you know you're no longer governing yourself you basically have a ruling class that that uh, takes care of that for you and you actually pay for the privilege bless your hearts and the institutions of government being corrupted into unsustainability that is the issue the issue is not so much that we will become a particular type of nation it's that nothing will be sustainable and the nation will collapse the American nation is to fall under the weight of her own unaddressed chaos the chaos is here you're not doing a thing about it you're not stopping it you're not even trying to stop it you're complaining about it I understand that that is a necessary step along the way but that's not going to feed the bulldog I'm just letting you know and once that collapse has occurred then the elites the globalists and opponents of individual liberty anywhere in the world when I've said it over and over again, the only two nations that matter on the face of this earth with regard to individual freedom and liberty, that's the United States of America and the state of Israel. And both of those nations are under extreme pressure right now. And all this is happening while the current constitution sits idly by and ignored. Remember this about the Constitution. Look, it is a living document, but it is not an active document. It is made relevant and effective by those who live by and hold to its principles, which Americans, particularly Americans in government, no longer do. So, the time is coming, and now is, in the which Americans must decide whether to submit to morality and religiosity submit to the morality levels of morality and religiosity that are required to allow one to be governed by one's own conscience and thereby have peace with their neighbors or whether to submit to a police state in which peace is forced upon them and determined by folks who are not necessarily your neighbors. It's pretty clear what needs to happen. And with that, I'm going to turn this over to my good friend, Ron Edwards. Guys, you're in trouble. Not with Ron, but you're in trouble in this country, and you need to do something with it. But we'll be back with Hour 2 of Black Man Thinking. The Bible tells us that when the wicked reign, the people mourn. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, I can say that with utmost clarity of mind, soul, and spirit, that the United States, for the most part, though not all, is unfortunately ruled by those who not only tend to lean toward more leftist wicked ideologies, but are themselves the embodiment of evil and are financially and frantically seeking to literally destroy our beloved republic. They were shocked beyond belief. 
how President Trump was able to quickly spearhead numerous positive developments, both domestically and abroad, in less than four years, with a fraction of the support he should have received from the Republican Party. Far too many rhinos were more interested in playing footsies and plotting with Democrats to undermine Trump's America First policies. They declared Trump unfit to be president because he did not agree with the Democrat and rhino agenda to make the United States of America unfit to carry on as the leading nation of the world. I believe we can and will overcome this current reign of wickedness. What say you? I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com and Constitutional Grounds Coffee. Sponsored by the Tri-County Liberty Coalition. Is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five O. Breaking news this hour from townhall.com. I'm John Scott. Democrats promising historic investments across all levels of education as they push ahead with President Biden's $3.5 trillion rebuilding plan. The proposal includes universal pre-kindergarten, two years of free community college, and expanded child care subsidies. Republicans decried as a step toward socialism that will strain the economy. President Biden racing to get his court picks on the bench, but he's sidestepping vacancies in states with Republican senators. Among Mr. Biden's Senate-confirmed picks and the vacancies where he's made nominations, none are from GOP-led states or those where the Senate seats are split between Democrats and Republicans. That's left the president with 17 district court vacancies to fill from states with at least one GOP senator and more on the horizon. From the powerful circuit courts, the lone vacancy where Mr. Biden hasn't named a replacement is in Kansas, represented by GOP Senators Jerry Moran and Roger Marshall on the 10th Circuit. Of the current vacancies, the White House hasn't reached out on the vacancies in Alabama, Florida, and Indiana, according to GOP senators and aides. Bernie Bennett in Washington. An NTSB team sent to Montana after an Amtrak derailment that killed three people on Saturday. Amtrak says the train was en route to Seattle from Chicago with 10 cars when eight of them derailed near the town of Joplin. Passenger Jacob Cordero was on board along with about 156 others. Oh my God, it's on its side. Oh, the train's destroyed down there. Cordero tweeted video. Some of the rail cars were laying on their sides. Liberty County Emergency Services Coordinator Sarah Robbins says people jumped into action. It was a fantastic response. Um, We are so fortunate to live where we do, where neighbors help neighbors. She says most people were treated and released for their injuries. I'm Julie Walker. And stocks are mixed now. The Dow up 124 points, but the Nasdaq is down 116. More at townhall.com. This is an important reminder. Don't miss this week's exciting shows with Erskine right here. We've got some very special guests and revealing topics this weekend. So make a note, mark your calendar, text yourself. Join me here for Erskine this weekend. You'll hate yourself Monday if you miss us. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Brother Maynard, bring up the holy hand grenade. 
One, two, five! Freezer! Three! This is Defenders Live! Oakley, who's 33 years old. She's a yoga teacher from Newton Kent. Drinking her own urine has uh, given her relief from a number of long-term side effects and issues, such as autoimmune disorder, Hashimoto's thyroid disease, and chronic pain conditions from fibromyalgia. You know what else it's kept her from having? What? Friends. Yeah. Uh, probably a love Good life. breath. She tells the press that she started drinking her own pee when some, uh, when some people call urine therapy. No, you need therapy. Fast Track Student Loans can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop collection calls, and stop seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and get your student loan payments down to as little as $25 a month based on what you can afford to pay. 800-709-4395. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of Mojo. Mojo Five O. I have a dream. One day, this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created. Black men thinking. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. Black men thinking. Anytime you throw your weight behind a political party that controls two-thirds of the government and that party can't keep the promise that it's made to you during election time and you are dumb enough to walk around continuing to identify yourself with that party, you're not only a chump, but you're a traitor to your race. Black men thinking. If we lose freedom here, there's no place to escape to. This is the last stand on earth. And this idea that government is beholden to the people, that it has no other source of power except the sovereign people, is still the newest and the most unique idea in all the long history of man's relation to man. Whether we believe in our capacity for self-government or whether we abandon the American Revolution and confess that a little intellectual elite in a far distant capital can plan our lives for us better than we can plan them ourselves. Black men thinking, thinking, thinking. In this present crisis, government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Black men thinking, thinking, thinking. Stanley Levy with our two of Black Men Thinking here on the vanguard of personal freedom, personal liberty, and personal responsibility, Mojo 50 Radio. So let's get right into it. It's going to be time for the COVID update. And the saga continues. And the saga continues for, you know, just a handful of reasons. One, because the sheep are truth resistant. They listen to, quote unquote, mainstream media, which either does not publish the whole truth or propagandizes 
information, including that which is designed to suppress the truth. And they don't tell you the whole story about what's going on with respect to pharmaceutical companies and governments who are trying to distribute these um, experimental injections. One of the glaring uh, examples of propaganda is the lie that the Pfizer vaccine is fully approved. The one that is being distributed is not fully approved. It is still under emergency use authorization. The fully approved Pfizer vaccine has not even gone into manufacture. It does not exist. So what's fully approved is something you cannot get. They are pushing that forward, though, as telling uh, telling you that Pfizer is fully approved. It is not. And if you read the memo, you have to read it carefully because they are really playing games in the government right now. And the FDA is trying to hold the line. I don't know what they're going to do. And the FDA, of course, has its own problems. But this is this is this fight continues, and the fact that there is a fight is encouraging. The fact that no one has stood up and defeated the federal government, particularly the executive branch of the federal government, and the pharmaceutical companies who are obviously waging war on the world population is just phenomenal. Another reason uh, that the uh, saga continues is because the sheep are indignant when, when confronted with the folly of their own decisions. There's nothing more entertaining than listening to someone who went and got the uh, vaccine defending the vaccine against all of the information that is coming out about how harmful it is and how ineffective it is. We were told that it was safe and effective. It is neither. However, trying to get someone who's been vaccinated to accept that information is like trying to get the little white girl from the suburbs to speak harshly about the inner city gang member to whom she surrendered her virginity. It's not going to happen. He's not that bad. He's not what you say he is. Okay. It is what it is, chick. It is what it is, sheep. This stuff is harmful. It does damage. It actually kills people. And it doesn't... Well, okay, let's get back to that. Third reason is because many of the sheep and those who are those who are directing the sheep are actually evil intention against those who don't drink the Fauci uh, flavor aid. If you don't believe Dr. Fauci, you're anti-science. Really? Uh, so, so science equals Fauci now? How does that work? But, you know, I thought science equals data and the interpret and the review and interpretation of data and actually comparing information to see whether or not the interpretations are consistent or make sense and consistent with fact as opposed to consistent with ideology. But that's not what we're doing anymore. We're just going along with whatever lie Fauci says at the time. And the lies become more glaring as time passes. I mean, let's go back to some basic things. What is a COVID case? How do you define a COVID case? That's why he's got COVID. What does that mean? Well, <laughs> according to the documentation that the that is maintained for different organizations around the world, including governments uh, and the World Health Organization, uh, here in the United States, you need to have at least two of the following sy- symptoms. Fever, either measured or subjective. 
Wow. Okay. So just you feel hot. Sure. Okay. Fever, chills, rigors, muscle pain, headache, sore throat, new olfactory and taste disorders. If you got two of those, you might have COVID. Or at least one of the following symptoms, cough, shortness of breath or difficulty breathing. Oh, of course, that must be COVID. Must be. Or severe respiratory illness with at least one of the following, clinical or radio, radiographic evidence of pneumonia. So if you got pneumonia, you must have COVID. Oh, okay. Acute Respiratory Distress Syndrome, ARDS, and there's no alternative likely dis, uh, diagnosis. How about pneumonia? How about ARDS? Those are, those are diseases in their own right. You don't have to sit there and put a virus, a, 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 attach a virus to either one of those. That's a clinical case. What about a laboratory case? Laboratory evidence using a method approved or authorized by the FDA or other authority. You mean like the PCR test that they, that they abandoned? You mean like the PCR test that kept giving uh, false results? That? That was approved. It wasn't any good, but it was approved. What about, um, uh, let me see, detection of severe acute respiratory, in other words, uh, if you find COVID RNA in a clinical specimen using a molecular amplification detection test, that's a PCR test. If I find that, of course you can find that in any vaccinated person because you're actually giving them that uh, RNA uh, to actually replicate the spike protein. So gee whiz, I don't know how that's helping you. Then there's uh, the presumptive laboratory evidence, detection of a specific antigen in a clinical specimen, whatever that is, or detection of a specific antibody in serum plasma or whole blood indicative of new or recent infection. Instru- in, in, <laughs> this is crazy. Let me boil it all down to you. You read it through all this stuff, and it is, it is mostly subjective with some stuff. Maybe this. Well, if you have that, then we can do think this. It comes down to this. If a medical professional believes you might have COVID, then you will be counted as a COVID case. Now, of course, a case count is both low and wrong. Why do I say that? Well, let's talk about the... Um, well, actually, it might be even elevated, to be honest with you. Let's talk about the... Um, the number, the uh, the repetitive cases, where people are well, the same people are tested multiple times over a series of days, and each positive test because they test you until you get negative, and each positive test is counted is counted as a case. Well, that'll bump your numbers up, won't it? What about all the uh, positive uh, test results for people who didn't even get tested? They're like, you've tested positive for COVID. And they're like, I, I, well, how did that happen? I never, I never came in for a test, never submitted a test. I, I wasn't tested. How am I, how am I positive? Well, we got you. It kind of sounds like folks, you know, came, came to the polls looking to vote and found out they already would voted. Well, you know, you came to be tested. Before we already tested you. Interesting. You know, a, a very interesting statistic, worldometer.info uh, keeps a whole URL dealing with coronavirus. They have a very interesting piece of information regarding testing in the U.S. The number of people in the United, or the number of tests administered 
per one million uh, people in the U.S. So for every one million of U.S. population, there have been more than 1.8 million tests performed. You're doing more tests. You're, you're <laughs> so you can't say that you're not testing people multiple times. If you're if you're ta- if you're doing 1.8 million tests for every one million people, you can't say you're not testing people multiple times. You can't. Statistically, doesn't make sense. And the PCR tests that they abandoned, remember those things? They couldn't even distinguish between um, virus, uh, you know, someone who had virus and was infectious or someone who's just getting over the virus and their body was actually purging remains of COVID from their system. They couldn't t- couldn't figure it out. Despite all that, all these things that are doing their best to try to pump up the numbers, the 49 excuse me, 42.9 million cases in the U.S. of COVID in nine mo- 19 months. Remember, 42.9, almost 43 million cases of COVID in 19 months is still less than the 56 million cases of seasonal flu that the CDC recorded in the U.S. from October 2019 to April 2020, which is the last time they even bothered to track the flu. So it took more than three times as long for COVID with no vaccine for most of that period or for a good part of that period. It took, it, (laughs) are you hearing me? It took COVID three times as long to get up to 43 million cases as it took the flu to get to 56 million. But you're telling me that the that that COVID is more infectious than the flu? No, it's not. No, it's not. How can something that takes three times as long to generate fewer cases than something that already has a vaccine and everything else? How is it more infectious than it's not? Doesn't make sense. Let's go on to death. So the thing is, you're being lied to about the case count. And you're believing that everybody and their mama's got COVID. And every 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 news case, every news report comes, oh, someone else. Right. Okay. Let's talk about COVID death. What classify what what classifies as a COVID death? Go back to April 7th of 2020, and both uh, Fauci and Burks were on national TV and said, Well, here in the United States, if you die with COVID, we consider it that you have died from COVID. That's just what we're going to do. And they said, at the time, they said, well, that's not the way that, um, that's not the way other countries do it. Uh, you know, if you come into another uh, another place and you got all kinds of problems um, and you die, th- even if you have the virus, they're not going to say that the virus killed you if, unless they can prove it. But here, we don't care about proof. If you have the virus and die, then you died from the virus. That's been backed up by the information the CDC uh keeps on comorbidities. The comorbidities listed include heart disease, cardiac cardiac illness, renal arrest, poisonings, and, in, and intentional and unintentional injuries. If you die with COVID, but you died of, of falling off a falling off a building and cracked your skull open, well you well COVID got you. There are cases in Oregon, for example, where someone died in a car crash, and that and that car fate, that traffic fatality was listed as a COVID death. This is how ridiculous this is. 
If you die with the virus, then U.S. officials count yours as a COVID death. Fauci and Burks told you that back in April of 2020. The Illinois Public Health Director said that as well. So did the Maricopa County uh, Public Health Director. They said that. The state of Oregon has it in writing. <laughs> People keep forgetting, and this is still out there on the internet. That's the thing that's fascinating. 24th of March, 2020, then the 2nd of April, 2020, the CDC issued guidance to the National Vital Statistics Service, NVSS, directing them on how to complete death certificates so that they could get higher COVID counts. They even said that specifically. It is expected that you will have more deaths from COVID if you follow this guidance. That's out there. March 24, 2020, go ahead and do a search, 24 March 2020, CDC NVSS email. Do the same thing for the date, uh, 2nd of April. You'll find the same information. The PDFs are out there. You can read. Don't, have, don't believe me. Read them. And then you tell me what, it, what you think it means. And then go, if you know somebody who works in that field, why don't you ask them how they interpret this stuff? Because if you don't work in that field, you may not be so sure. Wow. Well, and all this stuff about pumping up the numbers, pumping up the number of cases, pumping up the number of deaths was designed to get you to roll up your sleeve and take that needle. Well, here we go. Let's talk about the VAERS data. You know, I do this every week. It keeps going up, by the way, for this year. Let me go on and give you the baseline of 2019 and 2020. Um, Now, VAERS vaccine adverse event reporting system this is the HHS data they actually keep this data on their website in CSV uh, formatted files comma comma separated variable files that you can open and manipulate in Excel in other words if you want to know the data the data is out there the problem is the sheep are lazy they don't do analysis and not all the sheep are stupid. A lot of sheep out there know how to do, know how to do magic with Excel. I'm not a sheep, and I can't do magic. I can do some, some you know, some, some card tricks with Excel, but that's about it. But here's what I'm going to tell you. Looking at their data, the HHS data, in 2019, you had 126 different vaccines that um, generated 48,444 events across the nation. This is voluntary reporting, so you don't get everything. There are those who say that you're only getting 1% of what's actually happening because it's a voluntary system. Keep that in mind, only 1%. But okay, 126 vaccines reported, 48,000 events. Okay, 2019, 123 vaccines, 47,579 events. Compare that now through September 10th of this year, just not not even just eight months and some change. 61, only 61 vaccines in 2021 have generated events. The number of events is 558,783. Compare that again to 48,000 in 2019, 47,000 in 2020. Right now we are at 558, nearly 559. Thousand cases. That is more than an order of magnitude higher. 
and 97.5% of those cases are due to the COVID vaccines. I'm not making this stuff. It's in, I'm making it up. This stuff's in their data. All you got to do is sort on, all you got to do is sort. Sort and filter and you will find it. Because they list all the vaccines. They list all the VAERS IDs. They list the manufacturer. They list all this stuff. They even list who's died. Speaking of deaths, how many people died from vaccine adverse events in 2019 when there was no COVID vaccine? 183. How many died in 2020 when you had two of the vaccines? 166, but you didn't get the vaccines for COVID until the end of the year. And uh, there's only time for COVID to take out 16 of those 166 people. Nearly 10% in two weeks. Wow. What about now? So far, with the with the HHS VAERS data, we have seen 6,954 dead. That's their data. There are other sources of data that have the number even higher and, are, and aren't even counting the numbers that the HHS comes up with. Of those dead from COVID, of, of those uh, vaccine dead, 96.9% are associated with the COVID vaccine. Are you picking up on this yet? Nothing, you can't have, if this were happening for anything else in America, it would have been shut down long ago. We're talking an order of magnitude as high as 11 and 12 times as many adverse events reported. We're talking about 30 40 times as many deaths in eight months as were reported for entire years. And this thing is still going on? Doesn't make sense. And add to all this the fact that the vaccines don't work. They do not prevent infection. Breakthrough infections are almost a byword. They do not present, prevent hospitalization. You can go to places where they have more people um, in the hospital being treated for COVID who are fully vaccinated than anything else. Those are the ones who are getting there. And they're actually trying to change people's status. If they, if they are double vaxxed, but haven't had their third their third shot, their booster shot, then they're being, they're being recategorized as unvaccinated. Well, that's interesting. So it doesn't, present, doesn't prevent infection, doesn't prevent hospitalization, doesn't prevent death. I think uh, it was um, in July, Public Health England put out a, a, a report that indicated that uh, people who are fully vaccinated are 1,540% more likely to die of COVID than the unvaccinated. So it's not preventing death. Then why are you taking it? What does it do? Because it doesn't do what they told you it was going to do. And this thing has more adverse events than Emil DeMarcos, I know I'm dating myself, had shoes. This thing is ridiculous. If you weren't sick before, if, you, if you've never been sick and you want to be sick, go ahead and get the COVID vaccine. We're going to straighten you up. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna hook you up real quick. It's crazy what we're doing here. And you got to ask yourself the question, why would governments, because governments know this data. They know. CDC is out there telling you, well, you know, you still got to wear your mask if you're vaccinated. Why? Because the vaccines don't work, but they can't say it don't work. They got to tell you, well, the data, the data, you never cared about the data. You lied about the data. This stuff was never as effective as you said it was. 
You kept telling us that Johnson & Johnson was 90-something percent effective. It was only 66% effective in trials, and it's only, it only proved out to be something like 39% effective in the field in Israel. It's ridiculous. But this is what we're doing. So why would governments, knowing this information around the world, why would they seek to mandate distribution of something this problematic? And in the United States, uh, you know, dementia dude, uh, Joe Biden, is making it conditional for employment in the executive branch. He's seeking to punish private businesses if they don't follow suit. European countries, Australia, and at least one African country are stepping up to the plate, doing all this. You must be vaccinated. Why would you want somebody to take this poison? I don't get it. I mean, I do, but it, do, it, it doesn't make sense if you're actually trying to protect people. However, on the other side, uh, General Dynamics actually had to back off or reportedly backed off a vaccine mandate at one of its uh, UK locations after 40% of, of employees objective, objected excuse me, and threatened to resign. Well, what about Lewis County Hospital, uh, General Hospital in, New, in upstate New York? Six maternity department staff resigned over the vaccine mandate. Oh, that's only six people. 27% of the staff at the hospital remain unvaccinated. Well, that's not a big deal. But those six that quit, all of a sudden, the county general hospital has put a pause on delivering babies. <laughs> Why do they put a pause on abortion? Never mind. I'm sorry. What about Houston Medical? Houston Methodist Hospital. They fired 150 nurses and hospital workers who refused the vaccine back in June. They did. And now they're one of several hospitals experiencing shortage of medical. Look, this is not about what you think it is. It's not. This is not about public health. It ceased to be about that a long time ago. It's about control. It's about ending individual liberty. It's about ending individual identity and facilitating somebody's agenda. The question, of course, is will you comply? Because if you're not going to comply, you're going to have to fight somebody. And I don't mean a war of words. Stanley Levy, Black Man Thinking. We'll be back right after this. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them. And I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. Hi, and thank you for listening. My name is Ron Phillips, and I'm the executive producer and one of the partners here at Mojo Favo Radio. It is with great pride that we offer you this 24-7 stream of some of the finest talk radio programming in the country. But we need your support. We are a listener-supported network. That means we need your help to continue to offer the quality programming you're hearing right now. If you're able, please visit mojofavo.com and click the donate link in the menu. Your donation will go a long way in helping us continue to share the American voice. Thank you. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time 
time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-491-8289. That's 800-491-8289. Hi, it's Doc Thompson for Matthew 25 Ministries. Matthew 25 Ministries is one of the few charities I'll actually endorse because I know them. I've worked with them and I know almost all of the money that you donate goes to help people. Go to m25m.org. m25m.org. thinking final segment of the show um i want to talk about what i something i call two sides of the same coin and i'm not talking about uh, republicans and democrats being two sides of the same coin though they are and for me that means um something that we've known for a while both are grifters they're just grifters particularly in washington dc uh, the democrats grift for power and control and the republicans are democrat light that's basically it. Um, they talk a better game, but the outcome of Democrat control and Republican control in Washington, D.C., for the American people generally means nothing different. You're still stolen from, you're still taken advantage of, and you are told in both cases that this is being done for your benefit. Can't be further from the truth because both are enemies of the constitution that they swear that they swear to uphold and defend they're not doing either of those things and we tolerate that so it's not republicans and democrats it's also not the political left or the and you know political right they're not we're not i'm not talking about those being two sides of the same coin um the political left in this country are anti-american and anti-god and the interesting thing is the right in this country um, aren't necessarily pro-American or pro-God. They're uh, pro-God. I say they're not pro-American because I've asked a lot of people who call themselves uh, super, uh, conservatives and they're you know patriotic and this, that, and the other. And I ask them the same question. What are the five self-evident truths that define Americanism? And they don't know. They have no idea. How can you tell me you understand what it is to be an American patriot and you do not know the five self-evident truths that are found in the Declaration of Independence? You don't even know what Americanism is. Americanism is five beliefs. This is one of the reasons Americans can be from any kindred, tongue, and nation. They can come from anywhere. It's not a matter of geography. It is a matter of belief. What are those beliefs? All men are created equal. If you don't believe that, you're not an American. Now, I don't want to hear from the slave from, from the slave peddlers. We're not talking about all men are equal. We're saying just equal in their creation. 
All men are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights or inalienable rights. And all that means is, guess what? Everybody comes in with the same estate before God and whatever rights one has, all have. Because God is the creator of all and he did not say that anyone has rights over another by virtue of being on the planet. That among these, there's the third one, are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That's not an exhaustive list. It's not an exhaustive list. And notice I didn't say that life, liberty, and happiness. It just says you're allowed to pursue it. You have the right to pursue what makes you happy. You have the right to live. You have the right to be free. Liberty and freedom are not the same not the same word and they don't mean the same thing but they are related but life liberty and the pursuit of happiness a lot of people do know those first three it's the last two that throw them the fourth self-evident truth that to secure these rights, which rights? The rights that you were given by your creator. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just power from the consent of the governed. The only reason governments exist, if yours is an American mindset, is to make sure that my rights that were given me by God are secured. And at any time, well, let me, let me back up on that. The only thing that gives the government legitimacy is I consent to those things that they do, which I believe secures my rights. Here's the fifth one, the one that leftists will never tell you and the folks on the right don't seem to know that whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness I did not read any of that no matter what you may think all the, if you wake me up at 3 o'clock in the morning out of a dead sleep, I can give you those five because I am an American, not just by birth. I am an American by choice and by intellectual affirmation and by conscious decision. That's what an American is. If you don't, so everybody tries to tell me how, they, how much they love America. If you don't know that, you don't even know America. And for those who are conservative, call themselves conservative, and wonder why I will go off on conservatives from time to time, it's because, you're, it's because of their ignorance. I don't care about whether or not you're conservative. I care about whether or not you're American. You can't be American. Saying you're an American without knowing what the Declaration of Independence says is like trying to say you're Christian and can't spell Jesus. I don't see how those things work. You can't do it. But... Two sides of the same coin, again, not Democrat and Republican, not left and right. It's not even race, okay? 
Uh, because then you wouldn't need a coin. You probably need a die. You know, white, black, uh, Latino, uh, Asian, whatever. So you're not going to get. You're not going to get there. That's not the. That's not the two sides of the same coin that I am trying to talk to you about. I am talking about faith and politics. Two sides of the same coin. Well, well, what do you mean by that? Well, let's define faith. Well, you're bringing religion into this. No, I didn't say religion and politics. I said faith. Let me define faith for you. Faith is how your moral and intellectual integrity work to govern your behavior. Because everybody believes in something. Not everybody believes in the God of Israel. They will, but that doesn't mean they do now. But the question is, no matter what you believe in, if you have integrity regarding those beliefs and that's what governs you, then that is a measure of your faith. Because having intellectual and moral integrity means that you have standards which you will impose upon yourself and sanction yourself should you violate them. There are certain things that you will not do because it's a violation of your faith. It's really that simple. Now, politics is something else altogether. Uh, where faith is how your moral and intellectual integrity work to govern your behavior, politics is how that same moral and intellectual framework determine how others should be impacted by your beliefs. Basically, faith is how you govern yourself. Politics is how you believe others should be governed. And there's nothing wrong with having a political position, particularly one that people disagree with. The question is whether or not there is any equity, and for lack of a better term, is there any love for your fellow man in your politics? There's nothing wrong with wanting people to be a certain way, but are you doing it for their benefit or solely to satisfy your own inclinations? That could be a problem. Because it's not going to be an imposition. Your politics is not an imposition if your approach is going to be one that is quote-unquote righteous. And restraint would be a key characteristic. For example, it's not that I agree that certain things should be done, but there is a limit to which I or anyone else should be able to go to seek to convince someone to think or to do things my way. If you look at that, that's one of the um, that's one of the hallmarks of the Constitution of the United States. Restraint. It is almost entirely in the uh, Bill of Rights and everything else, uh, or many other things. It is a restraint document. The government cannot do this. The government shall not do this. It shall not do that. It shall not be able to compel you to do this. You cannot be compelled to do that. The, we understand that certain things that you do may be offensive, but it is not the gov it is not for the government to tell you that something that you want to do that is not a quote unquote a violation of law, we do not have the I the authority to restrict 
you from doing it. Restraint. When your faith and your politics work together as they should, then the American nation works well, provided we have a moral and a religious people. Because the Constitution, as John Adams said, it's not, it's, it's not written, it's not in place, it doesn't exist to govern a different type of people um, other than those who are moral and religious. But here's a problem with many. Their politics and their religion do not work in tandem or, or in unity. Um, for example, uh, many would worship in one way, then go to an election and cast a ballot in support of what violates their moral or religious teachings. This happens all the time uh, with abortion. Well, I, I personally am against abor abortion. I'd never support it, and I think it's wrong. Uh, it's, it's immoral. And then you would go vote for a Democrat. How does that work? Because your private expression and your public expression are 180 degrees out of phase. They don't work together. What about homosexuality? Well, I, I don't have anything against homosexuals. Well, neither do I. Um, and I, you know, I, I really think I really think their rights need to be protected. What, what rights do they have? What rights are they lacking? Because no one is asking them to to or pushing them back into the closet, which, um, to be honest with you, it would not be a bad place, but that's not what anyone is asking. So what are you trying to say about homosexuality? How can you be privately against homosexuality and publicly support it? Now, I can publicly support homosexuals. I don't have a problem with that. But I'm not going to basically say that that belief system and that pattern of behavior is anything that should be accepted. But I'm not going to say that, you know, well, you know, we're going to we're going to outlaw homosexuals. Say, well, why, why don't I outlaw liars? Because lying is he is just as dangerous, uh, happens more frequently and is not limited to a certain uh, group of people. But we haven't done that. Or to the point, put this way, there aren't consequences for lying in this society. Not anymore. So what about taxation? See, here's an interesting thing for me. How someone can believe that their taxes are too high, but then somebody else's taxes are not high enough just because they make more money. What does that have to do? Because I'll, I'll go back to uh, people who do practice religious faith, those who actually do practice a Christian faith or even a Jewish faith, I guess, and understand the notion of tithing. There is no progressive... Um, offering rate or tithing rate a tithe means tenth basically whatever you have no matter how much or how little give God a tenth that's it well this other person can can, can afford more so, so I ask this question if God only needs 10% please explain to me why human government needs more and what are you trying to accomplish by taking somebody's money to do things with it that they would not do and they earned it. Well, we need roads and this, that, and the other. Well, I'm sure you do. But what you want is someone else to finance your convenience, even though it is not out of convenience that they earn the money. 
they put in effort. Well, rich people don't really work. I said, you don't know what rich people do because you're broke. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, what about racism? I love how people say privately, you know, I love everybody. Really? So what was that thing you just posted on TikTok, posted on YouTube? What is that? What is that? Where you're cussing out somebody and this, that, and the other because they because they're 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 because they don't like black people the way you think they should because uh, because someone said something about black people that you didn't think they should do because someone doesn't love uh, Latinos and uh, really but but privately you you love everybody it's, this is interesting see it's on these and other topics eternal and internal I just meant internal internal hypocrisy is rampant where people claim to believe one thing privately yet profess the opposite publicly you know one famous example is democrat uh, politicians who claim to be catholic yet support abortion huh it doesn't work it's just it, it doesn't work because the teachings of Catholicism doesn't matter what the Pope says the teachings of Catholicism and actually the Bible even though the Catholics have their own Bible either one would tell you that killing a child in the womb is wrong and how you could say well, I would never do it, but you're okay with other people doing something that causes death is, is strange. When you do those things, in psychology, that, that, that level of internal hypocrisy is called cognitive dissonance, um, a psychological conflict resulting from incongruous beliefs and attitudes held simultaneously. There's certain things that you can't believe at the same time and and be and be anything other than a person who is unstable that's basically what you are you're double minded and that's that's a problem in other words these people who walk around with these private and public beliefs that are in conflict they're just um, they're just they're not thinking straight and they willingly go about as a set of walking contradictions that's what they are here's what happens until politics and faith are fused together again I can tell you right now the current destruction that's happening in the United States and in other countries around the world that's not going to stop the current damage that's being done to um, Western society, including the American society, um, that can't be repaired. And the American Republic will be, come, and then remain unviable as long as you have this disparate set of beliefs, one public, one private. It can't be that way. So what is the problem? The problem is we socialize people to believe that nothing they do should be hard. That's what we say out loud, it shouldn't be hard. You can do anything. No, you can't. 
we're particularly now we're particularly into telling girls, little girls, you can do anything a little boy can do. No, you can't. You're not built that way, not physically, not intellectually, not mentally. No, you can't. And the reverse is also true. If you're male, you can't do everything a girl can do. Particularly when it comes in the reproductive area. You cannot bear children. It's not going to happen. All it needs is an operation. That type of operation doesn't exist. That's just... Uh, that, that, that's, a, that's a magic trick. That's not an operation. You have to get out of these things where we socialize people that nothing they, they do should be hard. We teach that the problems of one's own making should be solved by others. Isn't that what we're doing? Uh, we, need, we need to uh, forgive student debt. Why? Nobody told these people to go take out that debt. Nobody told them to borrow money. So why should, some, so why should everybody else pay for mistakes that they did not make? It doesn't make sense. And that's just one example. We attach value to emotions and subjective ideas when we used to attach values to achievements and objective ideas and statements. And we put forward the idea that no one should suffer consequences if they, if they violate objective standards. In other words, you broke the law, but nothing should happen to you. We do that on the Democrat side all the time. Democrats break the law almost hourly, and there is no consequence. And the only people who should be punished, it's not because they broke the law, but if they're just kind of not on our side politically, those, those people, those people need to be punished, even if they didn't do anything. Isn't that what's going on right now with the vaccine? We need to punish those people. What they do? They didn't get the vaccine. Well, that's not an act. They didn't do anything. You want to punish somebody for doing, for not doing something? Okay. How does that help? And again, if we don't correct this stuff, the great American melting pot cannot be heated. It cannot be operational. Because let me, let me help you out with the Great American Melting Pot. Um, That's something that they used to teach in school a long time ago. And it is founded in the belief that the five self-evident truths of the Declaration allow people to function, allow people as individuals to coexist and thrive across genders, across ethnicities and nationalities, across the spectrum of religious and faith associations, across class acknowledgments. Those five self-evident truths, all men are equal, created equal, all have rights from God. Um, among those rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. The only reason we have government is to make sure your rights are secured. And if the government fails in that uh, capacity, then you have the right to, as the people, to come up with a different form of government and chuck the one that is not working. That does, it doesn't matter whether or not you are 
Christian, Jewish, Hindu, Muslim, everybody can work across that. This is my point. It is the belief in those truths that allow people as individuals to coexist and thrive across all types of boundaries. And the problem right now is the American melting pot is broken. And it's being purposely sabotaged by Democrats and globalists and other elites. The correction in my opinion is Smith's work blacksmith whatever Smith you want to say it because the American metal and that's both spellings as in metal M-E-T-E-L no excuse me M-E-T-T-L-E excuse me and M-E-T-L-A-L both are in the forge right now They have been, they, they were doing well for a while, they became somewhat damaged, and now they're in the forge. And that means one of two things either you're going to be able to make a new, you're going to be able to forge something new and improved, or it's going to be damaged irreparably in that fire. It's going to require patience on the part of the American people. To allow the heat of the current strife to soften the metal appropriately. Right now, it's not right yet. I can tell you right now, you haven't gone through enough. Now, you could fix it, but I'm sorry, when only 51% of the population down from 73% three decades ago even believe that the God of the Bible is, is, is the right one, you're not there yet. You're not hurting enough yet. You don't understand what's really going on yet. So you're not ready. It's going to require patience. I'm not saying well, you, sit, you sit back and do nothing, but before you can correct this on a national scale, you're going to have to have the nation go through some more stress. And it's happening, and it's going to continue to happen. And the reason it's going to continue to happen is that those who know better are both not as numerous as they would like to be and not as motivated as they should be. That's just the case. Well, we had the insurrection. You didn't have an insurrection on January 6th. Look at all those people who were motivated. No, you don't understand. If you're motivated to do the work that needs to be done in America, you don't show up anywhere unarmed. If you understand who you're up, who you're up against, you don't show up unarmed. They showed up unarmed. They showed up trying to be nonviolent. They showed up believing that um, we are still in the days of uh, Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King. No, those days are gone. And those who like to impose tyranny and empires, they learn from those two lessons in India and in the American South. And they're not going to let that work again. That's not how it's going to turn out. 
but you have to have patience. You have to have the resolve to address the unformed mass that emerges from the furnace. Once this thing gets heated up enough, you have to be able to draw it off and have the resolve to take that heat and start to address that that mass. You have to have the courage to rain down the blows to form and reform that blade of liberty. You do. And you have to have the love to quench the fire then let the hardened edge serve as protection to the willing and as a harmful consequence to the unwilling. And only those whose faith in politics are aligned with individual liberty can do that work. The problem is we're having a shortage of those people because none of this in this nation that is still under God or, try, or, or, or can only thrive under God, when barely half, just over half of you even believe in God, you're going to have a struggle. It's not going to work well. Once you correct that, then maybe we can do something about it and get those two sides of the same coin working in the same direction. And that's our show. God bless you. God keep you. And until next week, do take care. is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo 5.